Hello and welcome to this episode of Speaking About Speaking. And as you can see from the screen here, I've got the lovely Shelley Rostlund with me. Hello, Shelley. How are Hello. you? Hello. Good. How are you? Yes. All good. Today, we are going to be talking about Shelley's upcoming speaking gig. So we're both kind of kind of going, ooh, <laughs> because uh, Shelley, Shelley has trusted her 25 minutes with me and we've been working together on on what that talk will be so for the next 30 minutes ish uh, we are going to be talking about what it's like to start preparing for a talk how you might feel beforehand how you would feel about going through that process of creating a talk and getting performance ready and just you know just in general how that would how that would work so if you're out there listening or watching you are more than welcome to join us uh, not join on the screen but certainly put in your comments or questions so if you've got a question for me or for Shelley then do ask there and obviously same goes if you're watching on the replay please leave your comments and subscribe to the to the youtube channel and i have to say off the top there we go hello to you both from imogen hello imogen good to have you here so shelly you are a brand strategist you are also a podcast host your podcast is brand compass and i have you know i've been a guest on that as well yeah. Mm -hmm. And you are a sometimes speaker. So tell tell us a little bit about the the sort of speaking experience you've had up until now. Um, let's first say I have no problem being in front of the camera or in front of the mic. So I have no issues with that. As I described in a LinkedIn post yesterday, the issue I have with <laughs> is a room with bobbing heads, right? Yeah. <laughs> Because I feel like I don't get interaction, but we'll talk a little bit about that because I was interested to hear your take on that. But my history with standing in front of a group of people on a stage, um, I've had two, two fairly big ones where they were existing clients and they had an annual conference and the people in the room were somewhere around the 250 to 300 marks, so not, not small. And... While I know my topic and I'm fine once I get going and it was more of an educational topic as opposed to an entertaining one, um, I have the kind of the anticipation beforehand, which I found unsettling and not enjoyable, <laughs> number one. And number two, once I was on the stage, I almost just wanted to get it done and get it get off the stage. And then as soon as I got off the stage, was that's when the blank trauma <laughs> of actually not remembering at all what I said then going into a flat spin and a panic of like oh crap I've just spent all this time with these people like I was a waste of time for them did I deliver value you know all that kind of nonsense going on in my head so those are the big fairly you know the biggish speaking since then I've done you know things for smaller bits for networking I don't have too much of an issue with I know pretty much most of the people in the room fairly comfortable and I kind of run them like interactive discussions so I kind of feel Karma, but it's the bobbing heads in the dark with the big light on me <laughs> <laughs> which I do understand of course you know that's I mean that's, a, that's a, it is enough to to send people's butterflies a a, a fluttering uh, just thinking about that and and that is that is yeah. something that's hard so so when you when you say blank trauma it's not so much 
forgetting your lines or forgetting your words. No. Me there, forgetting your lines. Um, forgetting your words when you're on the stage, but it's it's forgetting the experience. Completely forgetting the experience. So coming off, and I have no idea what I just said. I have no idea what went on, <laughs> which I don't like. I don't like losing control, Jackie. So it feels like, a you know, coming off and thinking, oh, my goodness, like, what, what just happened? And then I'd have to ask the people in the room, like, was that all right? Like, did I sound okay? Like, did I make sense? You know, feeling really bad that I didn't, you know. Yeah, there was that other thing of uh, of you being worried that you'd wasted people's time. Yes, I don't like wasting people's time. I have a zero waste policy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if there's anybody out there listening that can relate to this, please, please do comment because yes, please. I, I don't want to be alone. Know, you know exactly, Shelley. You are not alone. This is this is these are feelings that everybody has. You know, this is this is something that happens uh, to you know whenever, including myself, come to speak to anybody. I would say, in terms of 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 getting on the stage and interacting, because it it is even though it's you on the stage and you're looking out at these bobbing heads, and the light is there and it's shining in your eyes, and you think, "Oh my god, I can't see anybody. What the hell's going on?" It's there are people beyond that, and it is a two way conversation. Even though the bobbing heads aren't speaking to you, there is interaction and there is feedback from them. You'll be able to feel them in the room. You'll be able to see the shapes and see the heads bobbing. Your job as the speaker is to is to engage them and speak with them, not speak at them. So as soon as you get onto stage, take the time to actually take in the fact that you're there. You know, don't just sort of get on and think, right, it's just, you know, this is hellish. I'm going to get off as soon as I can and I'll just go through the motions. It's take the time to open yourself up to the audience and and kind of smile and just take that moment. Take that moment to settle yourself into the space and then begin. And then as you're going along, take the pauses, take the moment to actually soak up what it is that the audience are our understanding and what they're getting so if you've got anything that you need to sort of land with them if there's any points that you need to for them to really uh, take away is give yourself the time to pause and listen I mean if you've got any any ways that you can interact then that's always great and I would always say that before you get into a space and I and I, uh, I had this from um, Tom Morris who was a, the American philosopher that was a guest my first guest on this podcast last year he's amazing and speaks on some huge stages I mean he's been on stages with all sorts of uh, amazing people and he said if he gets the chance he'll get into the space beforehand and he'll just understand that that for that 25 minutes an hour that you're in that space you're on that stage it's your living room and you've invited these people into your house into your home and you kind of are the host so if you can get yourself into that space where you are you're not there you're not going to be wasting anybody's time because you've been asked to be there you've been asked to be on that stage so the person that's asked you to do that in this case Mark Masters and you are the media community are going to be there. They're going to be supportive of you. As audience members, we don't want you to rattle through it because you think you're waste, wasting our time because that will be a waste of our time. We need to feel that you are relaxed and comfortable and we want you to be the best that you can possibly be. We're on your side. You've got we your are- work cut out for you, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
<laughs> I, I know that once we once we get in a room together, Shelly, and I start getting you going through your paces, that you will feel comfortable. You know, you know these people that that we're going into. So you won't know everybody, but you know who's going to who the audience. It's a comfortable. Are. Yeah, I think it, it's it's uh, important to start with a friendly crowd, isn't it? I think that's the bit that helps. I know a lot of the people that'll be there already. Um, but what I did like was when you said to me in our, in our first session, so for everyone listening, we've had two Zooms so far because <clears throat> I'm, I'm going through your framework for your 20-minute talks. And um, there was that bit where you said, actually, there is dialogue going on because I do feel a lot of the time like, oh, my goodness, I'm talking into a vacuum um, and I want some feedback. But it was helpful when you said, well, actually, there is dialogue going on. You might just not be able to hear them. Yeah. But actually, as you're talking through stories, they're digesting it and they're also trying to reflect it back to themselves. And yeah. um, so yeah. actually that was quite helpful as a, as a reframe Excellent. for me on that Rich. issue. Thanks. I'm going to put um, Richard here on. Hello, Richard. Uh, he's he's put something here which is is really relevant. There can be that feeling of relief when a stage performance is done. I remember that I thought my last one felt awful. A colleague of mine said, you just threw yourself into it and we had to try and match you. And I got a new client from it. So I can't have got it can't have gone too badly. But yeah, if you throw yourself into it, you know, you, you will get that feedback. You will uh, you will sort of feel that the you know what the response that you're getting from the audience it, it will be there and mark says well done jackie and hi well said jackie and hi shelly thanks for trusting all, me mark all on <laughs> your side so everybody's on your side and that's that's what you should remember is that the, the audience don't want you to fail so they're gonna they're gonna be there on your side they're gonna be geeing you on really sort of being behind you because they want to have a good time too and they will match whatever it is that you're feeling if they can feel that you are uncomfortable or awkward then that's what they all feel do you think they'll all come up on the stage and give me a hug <laughs> if you ask them to shelly group hug everybody i think that a good thing to maybe uh, bring up jackie is the physicality um of, of it all because um we we you know everybody that's listened to your podcast or any time that you speak you talk about breathing and voice control and and all of that stuff as well and I don't know if anybody else listening has the same issue, but that whole top breathing and and whole and, and more so holding my breath because I don't even know I'm doing that a lot of the time. I think that also precipitates that anxiety and that increased heart rate and all of that. So I don't know if you want to talk through how you, you talked to me about that when we did our Zoom sessions. It might help. Yeah. Everyone well, no, ab absolutely. And, and it's, you know, anyone that has done any work with me will know that the breathing is incredibly important, but it's something that you can't just turn up on the day and expect to be there. It's got to be something that you you take on as a practice, as a regular practice, because that really deep, as you say, when when we breathe to live, we we use vegetative breath, which only fills the top of our lungs. So when you get on stage and the nerves kick in and the adrenaline kicks in, you automatically grasp for breath, but you're so used to only using the top part of your lungs that the oxygen just, the air just isn't there to actually support your voice. So what you need to do is to really practice that belly breathing. And there is, uh, the, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. There's um, videos that I've done on belly breathing, which is using your diaphragm and really breathing right the way down into your belly. So taking a deep breath in, 
so that you can feel your stomach expanding, like you're blowing up a balloon inside your body. So your shoulders don't move. You can't feel it. There's no strain up here. It's all down here in your belly. And when you breathe out, you control it as if you're pulling the neck of the balloon. And that way you're working out all of the, your breathing muscles. So you've got the muscles in between your ribs, your diaphragm, your abdominals, and even your vocal folds, your vocal cords are muscles. So the more you do this practice, the, the, it will be, it will become muscle memory. So when you get on stage, you will automatically start breathing deeply, but also it's a way of really working out those muscles and, and just strengthening your voice and making sure you've got enough breath to support your voice when you're on stage. Hmm. So that's, yeah, that is really, really important. And just before getting on stage, if you're sitting in an audience or in the wings waiting to go on, then just doing a sort of a nice, circle breath or box breathing where you breathe in for four hold your breath for four breathe out for four hold your breath for four and if you can just do that while you're sitting waiting to go on that really brings all of those butterflies into formation and it, it really uh, focuses your mind and calms down your whole central nervous system so yeah breathing is incredibly important hmm. Yes, definitely. And also the um, the muscles that you were talking about, because you also showed me the examples of, because I clench mm. quite a lot and I um, grind my teeth. Well, I used to grind my teeth quite a bit when I was young, but the the tightness in my jaw and my throat. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, Imogen says she remembers us doing breath exercises. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Last year's year, you are the media. Yeah, I think all of those, we don't we don't think about the exercises to speak if you like quite right yeah yeah i mean just yawning that was, that was a, just taking in it it not only bring fills your lungs with breath when you do that really big over exaggerated yawn the reason we do it is to fill our lungs with with oxygen you know because when we're tired we we kind of shallow breathe and we we lose that so a yawning exercise also opens up your throat and just gives you you know your whole kind of space to 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 fill with air but also the exercising your mouth and stretching and doing all of mm. those doing your jaw and yeah really yeah, really, getting, <laughs> <laughs> really getting into those muscles as well and warming up to get rid of all of yeah. that tension so should, yeah. we, should we talk about my uh my um my teenage limiting belief i would people. like to yes tell tell me about your teenage limiting belief because i think lots of people have them you know and a lot of people's nervousness around speaking goes right the way back to to childhood so yeah. please tell us about that yeah so so everybody listening i did not realize this until i you know started working with jackie and it just came into my head and basically i just have it that i'm not funny and then in order to speak you need to be funny in my head right this was what I was telling myself and I was trying to work out like why is that look most of my speakers that I really love to see on stage they are humorous they are witty they are they do make me giggle so I do like that so maybe that was part of it but I realized that when I was a teenager in high school we had uh in South Africa we had what we called house plays you know when you you're divided up into houses right and you'd have house plays so you would you know, you'd have your actors, you'd have your script and whatever it is you could do. And I was directing the play 
and obviously the director has an influence over you know how the story gets told and in what manner and we decided to go like a comical manner of this this Shakespearean play <laughs> and when it got down to actually performing it it fell so flat I mean I thought it was hilarious but nobody else did <laughs> So I think in that time, like when I was working, well, actually, Jackie, I don't know if it's whether we were working together yet or whether we were talking about it on my podcast. Maybe it was that because we were talking and I was like, oh, I just have it that I'm not funny and this is why because, you know, I thought it was funny. We delivered this play when I was, I must have been 15 or something like that. And, um, yeah, it just fell flat. And I think something in my brain that just went, you're not funny. You shouldn't be on a stage. <laughs> this is not this is a public service announcement, Shelley. <laughs> you are not funny. Stay away. And it kind of stayed with me, you know. Yeah, it's, it's mad, isn't it? What we hold on to, and you know, you've you've just demonstrated by telling that story that you are full of humour, and you are, <laughs> you know, it's just. But that's, but that's. We don't need to try and be funny. We just have to be authentically storytellers, you know, authentic storytellers. And that's that's what's humorous. Our lives are humorous, whether we like it or not, you know. And if you if you tell a story, then you draw people in and automatically your voice and your vocal variety changes and you're you're you know, you're you're telling a story that you found funny so it makes you smile and as I say the audience will mirror you so so you don't need to sort of say right well I'm going to do this and it's going to, it's going to be it's going to be funny it's not necessarily the words you use but it's it's the way you tell it basically you know if it's just a common human experience isn't it so when mm. we have been working together on which parts of my stories do we tell on stage you know, some of them are sad, but some of them are funny and some of them are just ironic because everybody feels the same thing. So sometimes it's actually just being a human. There's a commonality and everyone will go, yep, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> what you yeah. said right there, that's me. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. You know, the best comedians are the storytellers, aren't they? They're not the ones yeah. that just kind of deliver jokes that, you know, some can be yeah. funny. But it's generally the the storytellers, the ones that are uh, observational. You know, they're, they're talking about yes. what they've seen around them and their own experiences. And that's where yeah. the humour is. And that's yeah. that's really the, the more authentic, and the more natural you can be. I mean, I know this from teaching people acting or they, they're improvising when they're trying too hard. They block yeah. themselves. They kind of their minds go blank because they're trying yeah. to be funny. They're trying to impress. Yeah. So they're trying too hard. So it's just yeah. about, you know, being as open and as authentic as you possibly can be in your storytelling and yeah. talking yeah. from the heart, really. What it, what it goes back to. Should we tell everybody why I wanted to work with you too? <laughs> why I felt <laughs> I needed a feeling... Jackie. Why did I need a Jackie in my life? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm feeling uh, the tables are turning here, Shelley. You're turning into the I'm into being you now. <laughs> So, yes, ask me some questions, Shelley. Yeah, no, well, I think because, um, because of those past experiences, which we opened with at the beginning, uh, one, I like Mark and I like the community. I love the last the previous event so it's it's about the event as well that I was like okay I'm, I'm up for giving this a go <laughs> but I think the reason why I wanted to work with you well one I'd seen you and I'd connected with you already and I was seeing what you were doing with everybody but I felt like you know what I want to do this but I want to do it in a way that I can be comfortable number one that I can enjoy it and I want to be able to remember it <laughs> I want to come off the stage and actually go, you know what, I can't enjoy it. You know, I remember standing there and I remember saying those things and listening to the audience. I'd really like to 
be able to walk away knowing I've had that experience, do you know what I mean? Not yeah. of my blank trauma. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, that's that, that I think that's absolutely why people should work with a coach sometimes. They every, Everybody can, can speak, so they, they automatically think that getting on a stage or getting in front of an audience and speaking should be easy, you know, and actually it's there's there's lots of different layers to, to make it an enjoyable experience. And that's that's what you want, isn't it? You you want to be able to enjoy it because you get so many opportunities from speaking. I mean, tell me tell me what the outcome what outcomes you would like from having done this the, the, talk. the talk. Yeah. What one first is really selfish is when I I actually want to enjoy doing it because I love my subject. I love I love what I talk about, but. I just want to enjoy the experience of of being on the stage and sharing it in this way because it's going to be a different way because the way you're working with me and the way you're coaching me through is very good but it's it's bringing out things I wouldn't think of to to bring into a talk so for everybody listening if you're thinking of doing a 20-minute talk and that might lead to a TED talk eventually there's a different way to approach it and you're doing a really great job with me so I think you're already pulling out things that I wouldn't ordinarily be talking about because I might do a little bit of what I tell people not to do and hide <laughs> but we're not going to do that um so that outcome is I want to enjoy it and the, uh, the other outcome is I really want to be able to be able to demonstrate the example of what it is I'm going to be talking about to the audience so they realize what's possible for them I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a magical rescue dog story. <laughs> That's not <laughs> what the talk's about. But there's a lot that we all hold ourselves back on. And I feel like if I did share enough, <clears throat> it might unlock something for somebody else. So it'd be nice if someone does walk away going, you know what, that actually made me think. Yes. Yeah. And I, um, exactly what Mark has asked you to talk about and what your subject matter is, is exactly what the process that we're going through, isn't it, really, is really getting yes. people to, to really show up as themselves. And, and tell us a little bit about the talk. Yeah. So we're going to be talking a bit about, should we talk about what Mark saw and that why he got this idea yeah whatever you want to <laughs> okay about. I'm not too sure but for anybody who's not watching the video and is listening back on the podcast go back and watch the video but basically I got diagnosed with uh, uh, alopecia in 2013 about a year after my wedding luckily I got to have my hair for my wedding but I lost all my hair over a period of two to three weeks and to be honest I didn't ever want to be that you know bald girl goes brave and becomes a stand for blah, blah, blah. I didn't, that's not, it, for me, it was a very big identity crisis around that's not what I want to be known for. I've got a brain. I've got all this intellect and knowledge. I want to be known for that. I don't want to be known for that. So it was a big internal fight for me over 10 years, really, of how much of it I wanted to share. So people in my life and knew, my clients knew and whatnot, because they used to do board presentations, big training sessions, stand up in front of people, and I lost, lost my hair. But on Instagram last year, I did a, a little video because I thought, okay, I'm going to start doing this, but in small ways that I feel comfortable doing it. And I did a video that just kind of showed people what I have 
you know, how I get ready in the mornings because I'm a blank canvas every morning. I have to draw my eyebrows on, put my eyelashes on, put my wig on, all of this. is. <laughs> I had to make a face. I had to create a new normal face. So I think Mark saw that. And then other other co content that I've seen on Mark's watching. So you could tell me, Mark, if this was all of it. And I think part of it was, I think, what triggered for him was this element of, wouldn't it be nice if all of us did actually share what goes on behind the scenes and we're not always so professional or decide we have to be in a certain way when we're sharing on social media or, or even going networking, people wear masks going to networking. So what we decided to do for our talk between you and me when we were bashing this out a bit is talk more about this concept of trying to be more of you more of the time. And because I'm a brand strategist, it's a, that's a lot of the work that we do anyway. So in terms of personal branding, it's just pull out all of these dimensions of you, work out what you're comfortable to share, and then just try and be more of you more of the time. So that's what we're going to lean into for Creator Day. Yeah. And I yeah, I'm no I'm 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 looking forward to it and, and looking forward to the reaction from from other people because I think And I won't be about... throwing my wig off at the end of the talk. <laughs> that is not I, going I to be the dramatic that everybody, end. but no she she won't go for that. I don't know why. <laughs> Uh, but no, it's it's um, it's brave, and this this is the other thing that I, that I sometimes like to find out from people is is why why put yourself through this, and why do you think it's important for other people to to not to be vulnerable, to put themselves in a vulnerable uh, position when they are speaking to an audience, either showing up authentically or standing on a stage. Uh, why do you, why why are you putting yourself through this? I think because ultimately, and we know this all, people by people, right? And if we are distorting that image of what actually people get to experience or perceive of you, and you are distorting it by not sharing more of yourself, um, it's just going to take, especially if you're self-employed or you're a professional looking for work or any you know any of those kinds of things. It's just going to take that much longer for people to really get to know you. We live in a digital economy, you know. So I'm talking about offline as well as online, but you do need to think really hard. What are the parts of me as a person that I'm more than happy to share? That What are the bits of my personality? Because it, it is important. AI is coming, people. They're coming for you. And the only thing that's going to make you unique is the fact that you're human. So you really, really need to lean into how much can I share more? And obviously there's a professional element, just remember. I'm not talking about being a hot mess on <laughs> social media. That's not what I mean. I'm just saying don't just talk about the work. Don't just talk about how great you are, what you do, the thing that you do. There's other parts to you that people are interested in and that will help people decide that you are the one that they want to work with or work for. And I think it's important that we do it, yeah, because the robots, they're coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, you're, no, you're right there, and it's something that that Mark Masters actually does talk about quite a lot. Is that you know, and when and when he came on to this podcast for that conversation, it was about the fact that when you're stood on a stage, AI can't do that; they can't connect with the audience in that way. So that kind of goes back to how you you felt before when you stood on the stage and come off and not remembered any of it. You could have been a robot doing that. What we want to get you to is that you are a human being on that stage enjoying the the experience and 
so that the audience are going on that journey with you, which which AI can't do. You know, we all we all know that. And I didn't share anything personal. So in those talks, they were very, okay, to be fair, they were very specific and they, they were educational around a topic. And at that time it was, you know, a Facebook marketing. So I didn't, other than the way I might dress and come on stage and talk to people there, there was, there was no other articulation of the personal me really. So I'm hoping with your help, what happens at Creator Day is going to be a bit more of me as well and maybe that does make me more comfortable yeah yeah I mean as you say we are only two zoom calls in to our process we are exactly yes <laughs> we're only halfway and, yeah we're only yeah and we've got a we've got a day in a room coming up which I'm really looking forward to so what uh how on a scale of one to ten how much better now do you feel now that we've done some work together than be, than before I mean, if, yeah, if, <coughs> I think I feel even better after we've had the time in person. But from the yeah. two that we've done, I can already see the shape shape of things. So I think I'm like a, a seven out of ten. Whereas before, it's kind of like a should I be really <laughs> should I be doing this around a four to five? So I'm hoping by the time we've done the in person, I'll be eight to nine, and then yes. I'll be in my practice runs. Hopefully, after that. Yeah, yeah. So what we'll do when we get in the room is just really listen to to what it is and I will sit there as an audience member and really kind of make sure that I understand what you're saying and then we can work on the on the sort of the performance stuff and the breath and getting you sort of it to us to a state where you can go away and practice on your own and know that uh, you're you're practicing in the in the right way so yeah I'm looking forward to that that will be fun <laughs> that's that's you know that's that, that's my favorite bit is to to get in a room with people and get them moving and because it's it's all about the energy as well and once once you get into a room with people you can really you can really play with that energy well, Shelley, we're coming to the end of our 30 minutes. So if anybody's got any questions, any comments, then do do put them in there. But I will just uh, let's or should we have a look? We'll have a look at the. Shelley, you are a podcast host, so I'm going to show that brand comp <laughs> brand compass. I was going to say compost. That's why I was looking at that saying. No, compost. that's a whole different show. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a guest on yours so that's yours brand compass and and people will be I think surprised that you um, are not overly confident on a stage because you come across so confidently as a podcast host and I'm on safe a screen in my room with my camera and my mind yeah yeah <laughs> but so many other so many people it's almost the other way around for them that they they feel yeah. more confident in a room with people than they do talking to a camera because they don't know who's watching they don't know who's out there they don't know where to look or how to how to act you see you, you're obviously the opposite way around I'm the opposite way around I don't mind working one-to-one -one and in workshops and stuff like I said the interactive stuff I'm fine with yeah it's just this dark room bobbing heads headlights you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll come with um with the spotlight so we can yeah. practice we'll practice we'll <laughs> practice that but if anybody's got any questions for Shelley would like to find out more about what Shelley does there's her website Shelley Rostland dot com so go and have a look and if anybody would like to see Shelley in action mm. then book uh, at the creator day the you are the media creator day is on the 25th of April uh, in pool 
So do come and join us there. It's going to be a fabulous day with lots of amazing speakers alongside Shelley. So do, do come along there. And if you have any questions for me, then go to powertospeak.co.uk. Brilliant. Oh, well, thank you so much for your time today, Shelley. It's been absolutely lovely having you on and uh, talking about your experience and how you're feeling. And uh, I I'll really have to come back afterwards. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, absolutely. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's compulsory. You need to come back afterwards. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I look forward to seeing you on the 8th of March. Yes. Lovely. Thank you. In real life. <laughs> and as I say, if you're watching the replay or listening on audio, do send uh, some comments, questions, anything you want to ask, then we're we're here to answer those questions. And if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe because I could really use the eyes, your eyes on the videos that are coming up, the podcasts that are coming up. So thank you very much for being here and I'll see you next week. Bye. Okay.